0: and thank you for coming back to another episode of the Slar Report. As always, Victor Omar Pérez Sanchez from Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, now living in the beautiful city of New York. And wow, everyone, this was quite a week of Slar action going on. And let's not waste any time, let's just get right to it. So... We had three matches going on, as always. Um, One match that happened again in Santiago de Chile. uh, Excuse me, in Santiago de Chile? Yeah, yeah, Santiago Chile, I believe it was. And then we had uh, two others in a new venue, specifically in Asuncion, the capital of the country of Paraguay. So let us get into it. So the first match that we had was the very last match happening in Chile which in this case, it was Juarez 15 against Segnam. is again, the team from Argentina that you may remember from uh, Super Rugby against a team from Chile, of course, playing at home. Uh, this match ended up with a 2010 uh, scoreline to Seknam, everyone. Yes, Juarez finally lost. Uh, it took uh, three years. And 2020 doesn't really count as much because you're in know, a pandemic. But other than that, yes, everyone and, uh, got the dub right at home against Juarez. Of course, Juarez has changed quite a lot from uh, Season 2 to Season 3. But still, great, great result for the Chileans. And definitely shots fired to the United States. Keep in mind that USA is going to be playing Chile uh, for the America's 2 spot for the Rugby World Cup in 2023. And the fact that Chile beat a relatively good Argentinian side, um, again is to be is it, it, is to be again um, thought of uh, by USA head coach the South African Gary Gold and the rest of the players. So, and the rest of his staff, of course, so definitely very important win. Uh, so let's so let's check this out real quick. So uh, we have the very first um, points of the game, which were as a score. Uh, be a penalty by Matias Garifulic, um, the Chilean of Croatian descent, which, if you didn't know, quite a number of people from Croatia actually moved to Chile, I believe, and the late, eight, uh, late 1800s to 1900s onwards. Keep in mind, Croatians are Catholics, and thus they found uh, other Catholic nations in Europe, and particularly in Latin America, as good places to move, and to move to for whatever reason, a lot of them decided to move to Chile, specifically to the south, which was very scarcely populated. Besides, obviously, the the native populations that have been there prior to a, a European occupation. Um, but yeah, you have, like I said, quite a number of people of Croatian descent in Chile. Again, the interesting fact. But in any case, um Califoli ended up scoring the first penalty. Later on, we got Martin uh, Martin Sigren. Uh, the um uh, the number six, uh, the flanker, that scored in minute 25. Then we had another try scored by Gary Fulich at, number 30, uh, at minute 36. Then we had the rest of the conversion penalties that were kicked by him and the yellow card to Ignacio Silva. Uh, from Juarez, we got a score by Rafael Iriarte at minute 30. Then conversions by Santiago Mare, the fly half as well as um, a penalty, which ended up with a 10. So, again, this match, this was a really good match. Um, It definitely showed the difference, because Sexton definitely came to play as opposed to Hawares, which was, eh, it was was kind of meh, in all honesty. Uh, uh, But again, uh, kudos to them, (laughs) even though I just said that. That um again they they showed up again they had moments here and there but again definitely Chile or excuse me second I should say um again, definitely again came uh, with a better uh, a game plan specifically a lot of pressure by the way in both the scrum and line-out. so even the sec pieces it was really good um again Gali fully definitely uh, the the man of this match and and, and yeah again they, they again they won a really good match. Again, a lot of pressure on their part, and again, definitely a time uh, again, definitely a reminder, timely reminder, again to uh, USA of what's to come. Again, coming up in July, this is definitely not the same Chile from the early days of the Americas Rugby Championship, uh, which um, USA scored sixty odd points to so zero at one point in time, and and yeah, again, a very very different team. And definitely, a lot of, again, better prepared. So, really happy for them. And again, on in regards to Hawaiis, again, their first loss in the in the competition, which was great to see because, dang it, I mean, you don't want all the uh, one team to dominate to dominate always, especially when only six teams. So, again, it's really good to see the level of play start to get up again in these other nations. Of course, I mean, we do have. Quite a number of Argentinian players playing in the other franchises, such as in Cafeteros in Colombia and uh, Olympian Paraguay. But something is different from the fact that most of their squad is Chilean. So the fact that they beat, and soundly, uh, an Argentinian side is great. It, had, it has definitely not always been that, that way because Argentina has always been the the, the the point of example in the region. So it's always good, again, to see that the other teams are actually getting up there with them. Well, moving from that, then we had a Cafeteros Pro against Cobras in Brazil 15. Again, this match happened in the was de Curupaiti Stadium in Asunción. And, again, history was made in Asunción with the very first win of Cafeteros Pro's history uh, with a 23 to 17 result, um, which was great. Again, oh, uh, just like Juarez took three years to win, excuse me, to lose, it took Cafeteros Pro, uh, well, technically two two years to win since they were not pressing uh, again uh, during the first uh, season of the of the competition. Now, despite this score line indicating a close contest. Cafeteros really was the one that was controlling the match throughout. And Cobras just came at the end to do something. And just to uh, uh, put that into perspective, their, the first first of all, they had they only scored three points by Lucas Franquez in minute 21. After that, they didn't score again, not until uh, Simon Bienvenue, the Frenchman, the, the center. Uh, just took uh, the ball out of the uh, really out of the sky uh, as the Cafeteros players were passing it around, and ended up scoring in minute sixty-seven. And then you had another try by I believe it was Joel Santos, I think, or the Santos in minute seventy-two. After that, Trankes put or converted the two tries again the one penalty I mentioned before, and then ended up getting two yellow cards. Uh, some, something definitely that has to be mentioned is that unfortunately. Uh, Cobras, uh, the the least disciplined team in the competition. They're getting way too many yellow cards, and it's that's not good at all. On top of the fact that they're not winning, I mean, they did want a losing uh, a losing um, a bonus point, but still, again, not good at all. And in, in regards to cafeteros and scoring, we got a try uh, by um, this dude, um, Demarco. Uh, let me see if I can find his um, name, Manuel Demarco, the, the wing. Uh, at minute is uh, a 16, and then one by Boris Wegner at minute 53, who was um, he was a replacement prop. Then we had um conversions and penalties two and three respectively scored by Julian Hernandez, and actually ended up getting two uh, two yellow cards as well. Uh, one from Federico Labanini, the brother of Tomas Labanini of Pumas and uh, uh, Leicester Tigers' fame, um, now in France, uh, with Clermont, uh, Dan Clermont, I believe he, he plays at, which has obviously a history of getting a lot of yellow cards and red cards uh, for the Pumas. Uh, unfortunately, I see Federico, which looks a lot like Tom, like Thomas. By the way, they can they cannot deny the brothers. Unfortunately, he has his brother's reputation. I see, so not good at all for Cafeteros, If that's going to be a trend, I hope not. And this was just a one-time thing, but. Again, not good at all. And actually, Manuel DeMarco ended up getting his own yellow card in minute seventy-one. So Cafeteros ended up playing the rest of the game with forty men, which obviously led to that try by Joel DeSantos later on in minute seventy-two. So again, um, great, uh, great match here. Uh, 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 let me see if I remember the uh, end of the match honors. I think we went to Julian Hernandez, if I'm not mistaken, and definitely kudos to him. Uh, he definitely did put the, the most points uh, for the team. Uh, I would personally prefer one of the Colombian guys who actually win man of the match. But unfortunately, Diver unfortunately, Ceballos, the, the flank of the number seven was not there, but uh, it's what it is. But you got the other guys that do start from time to time. But again, great result uh, for them. And again, in regards to, to Cobras, uh, again, they have not won a match. Probably the next time they might win might be against Cafeteros. since that's a team that's closest to them in, in level. Uh, but definitely they have to control the discipline problems that they have. And that's definitely one of the biggest issues that team has. And, it ha- and it's been like that for a while since really last uh, season. So we'll see how it goes. Well, yeah, congratulations to Cafeteros. Again, well-deserved win. They definitely control the match, as I said before. And again, this, this round had really has been a, a, a weekend of first. And actually continuing with that same uh, point, um, we had the last match of the week. And keep in mind, this matches happen happened between Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. One game per day, which was great. I, I'm a big fan of that. So we have the match uh, of Olympia Lions playing at home against Peñarol from uh, Uruguay. So this match ended up uh, with a 15-13 scoreline to uh, uh, to, uh, to um, Olympia. So kudos to them. Again, an upset win against Peñarol. And those 15 points, by the way, came from penalties. Three by, I believe his name is Diego Walter. That's Walter Walter. Uh, Diego Walter, yes. And the other two by Sebastian Urbieta. Uh, who is from um, from Paraguay? So I was really happy that he ended up um, scoring two points there again in a the team mostly of Argentinians. Um, the in regards to Peñarol one try was scored the whole game by Guillermo Pujadas, uh, and uh, which is a hooker. At, uh, I believe it was early in the game, and then you had conversions and penalties by Nicolas Roger. So again, really happy for for Olympia ended up again getting a good absolute win against Peñarol, a good Peñarol team, by the way, uh, on top of that, and, and ended up doing it at home, which is even better. And the reactions of the players was was, was great to see. Now a, a Peñarol definitely started the, the the against the stronger of the two teams and quickly got the lead again by again by the scoring again of Guillermo Pujadas with the try. Then you got getting Royer, as i mentioned before. By halftime, it was 10-6, relatively close. But again, uh, Olympia, again, ended up pushing, and pushing, and getting, obviously, those penalties here and there, and getting Diego Walter again to kick it. Uh, and then, of course, the other two by Urieta getting, again, a really good result. So, again, really happy uh, for them. Oh, yeah, you got that yellow card, too, uh, at the end, by um, to um, Ades, uh, Ades Villaseca, the, the Uruguayan captain, and... Also, uh, uh, the captain of the team, if I'm not mistaken, too. Um, uh, uh, Yeah, again, that was pretty much it. Again, a famous win from Olympia Lions. Again, holding holding Peñaro down to win at home. So, again, great, again, round of games. Uh, Again, no star team unbeaten. All of them had lost at least once. Again, I would like, obviously, Cobras to be more competitive and actually beat the other teams. But other than that, everyone has lost at least once, and the best part is that Hawares is def- is not untouchable, which is which is good, which has been the the, the best part. So the, le- uh, the this particular competition definitely definitely now alive and, and and going strong. So the next couple of matches are going to happen actually in um, in Ciudad del Este up in the north of, um, of Paraguay, to be more precise. Uh, so we're going to have first, and and yes, all matches are actually going to happen on Fri- uh, Friday to Saturday, April 2nd. So we're going to have first Cafeteros against Segnam, so the Colombian team versus the Chilean team. Uh, I am assuming that Segnam is definitely going to come and run them over, but we'll see. Then we have Olympia versus Cobras. I'm sure definitely is going to come and run them over, especially playing at home. And lastly, definitely was going to be the match of the week: uh, Jaguares against Peñarol, and um, what I'm expecting to be, like I said, the best match of the of the again of the round. <laughs> Probably the two teams, uh, aside of, uh, from second time now, uh, that are the closest in terms of um, strength. So, again, round four should be again a really a, a good treat. Definitely, it should be a really really good treat to see. Uh, so yes, everyone. I think with that said, we are going to be coming up to the end of this um, episode uh, number four of the Slot Report. Thank you very much, obviously, uh, for joining me. And just now, that next week, again, we're going to go over, like I said, this round four uh, again. List, and hopefully, we're going to have good uh, matches to to talk about that are, are going to be uh, competitive. Obviously, uh, I actually got lucky, and I was able to watch. Uh, the matches, again, through my illegal means. Again, I'm not a big fan of doing so, everyone. But unfortunately, the people from solar are making it so hard for us outside of South America to actually watch the games. I might as well take advantage of the fact that you got uh, soccer crazy people around uh, Latin America that are f- somehow getting these um, live feeds from ESPN. Uh, just getting around uh, Disney money. So, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of that and, again, watch these games live. So I, mean, I would watch, but prefer to watch them on demand, but it, it's what it is. And, and, and again, for those people that run those live streams, thank you. <laughs> again, you're making it a lot easier for some of us to actually watch these games. So, yes, everyone, you have a great day. Again, lots of rubbish coming up next. again next Saturday, again, April 2nd. And we'll do, again, another recap coming up. Thanks again for uh, listening. Once again, my name is Victor. Stay tuned here through the EOD feed, so that way not only you could get some SLAR, but also some Major League Rugby news, which are coming up. It's uh, coming in hot, in all honesty, as well. Can't wait to watch uh, that um, uh, South versus North match against MLR and SLAR if it does happen this year, which will be great. Thanks, again. <laughs>